Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD coaching, the evolution of this promising intervention. And with us in our virtual studio is the uh, Dr. J. Russell Ramsey. Uh, he's been on our show uh, several times before. I think that uh, tonight's going to be spectacular, as it always is with him on. Before we go uh, into the, the content real quickly, uh, the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD is November the 7th through the 9th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's not too late to register. All you have to do is go to chadd.org. Check it out. Uh, this year it's in Philadelphia. It's centrally located. If you're near D.C., if you're near New York City, if you're in Pittsburgh or whatever, you got to go check this out. We are very proud of the content that we have on Attention Talk Radio, uh, like Dr. Ramsey, who also presented all these things, as many of our guests do. However, we yield in terms of the experience because the conference, there's nothing like it being with your tribe. You learn not only from the breakout sessions and the keynotes, but also mingling in the halls, talking to other people, et cetera. Also, if you're going to be there this year, I'm doing a workshop on working memory that I'm real excited about on Saturday at the conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to use some attention exercises to help you kind of witness working memory, and then we're going to kind of play around and uh, problem solve. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, in celebration of that, we are uh, – we're giving away free copies of Attention Magazine, digital copies that is. In order to get your copy, all you need to do is listen to our show. We're going to give out a secret word um, and listen to another show and write down the secret word. So with those two words, all you have to do is email me. My email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Include those two uh, secret words, and what we'll do is we will get that off to Chad. They will send you a current edition of uh, Attention Magazine in a, in a PDF format, and then they will send you another one when it is printed. Um, I'm actually kind of excited because if you get the current one, I had an article on ADHD and allergies, the impact, which was born off of an interview that I did with Dr. Charles Parker, who had known that allergies and the medications could impact ADHD. Kind of fascinating. So, Okay, again, our show tonight is being brought to you by Chad. We have a little tip from them that we are going to run. And then we're going to get into the show. Time management may be a problem for some people with ADHD. Some experts suggest a 135 approach to tackling your to do list. Indicate which of your items are big, medium, and small in terms of time, energy, and resources. Accomplish one big item, three medium items, and five small things every day. To learn more, visit chad.org. Thanks again, uh, Chad, for your, um, your tips and your continued sponsorship. Uh, we've had a, a good, strong relationship with them for um, a better part of 10 years at this point in time, and uh, they've always been a big supporter. We support them. support them so much that we really encourage you to become a member of Chad or to make a donation to Chad. They're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They're the ones that are lobbying at Capitol Hill. They're the ones talking to the different regulatory agencies, which, by the way, once a law is passed, the regulatory agencies have to actually write everything up. And our, uh, our, our team up uh, at Chad is in talking to them to make sure that the definitions and what they're writing makes some sense so we, we can apply and get appropriate accommodations. 
if you do become a member, other than supporting Chad financially, which we need because a strong Chad is a strong voice and a strong voice is a strong ADSD community. There's also lots of great member benefits, uh, Attention Magazine, DN1, lots of forums, etc. So, again, to learn more, to donate, and to become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay. So let's get into our tonight's show. Believe it or not, Attention Talk Radio has been around now for 10 years. It's hard to believe that I've produced a show every Wednesday, actually Friday in the old days, uh, for 10 years. So we got over 500 interviews out there. And one of the people that I've enjoyed interviewing uh, through the years is uh, Dr. Ramsey. Uh, he's very much a thought leader and very much an early adopter. And tonight the, the topic is really the evolution of coaching as a promising intervention because he was back there in the days watching us when we were nothing. I mean, we're just snotting kids, not knowing what's going on, and now a big part of it. Uh, Dr. Ramsey is a co-founder and co-director at the University of Pennsylvania Adult ADHD Treatment and Research Program and associate professor of clinical psychology in psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania Perelman School of Medicine. He received his PhD from Pacific Graduate School of Psychology, uh, now Palo Alto University. In addition to numerous peer-reviewed publications, he's the author of several books, including his book soon to be released by APA titled Rethinking Adult ADHD, Helping Clients Turn Intentions into Actions. By the way, you can go to Amazon right now. It's not going to be released, I think, until December the 24th, but you can pre-order that. Uh, if you're listening to the show afterwards, just go to Amazon.com. You can find it. He is an inductee to the Chad Hall of Fame and serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Attention Disorders and the Scientific Advisory Board of Attitude Magazine. He's frequently sought after by media outlets and has lectured around the world on topics related to assessment and treatment of ADHD. With that, Dr. Ramsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Jeff, my friend. Always great. So. Just, I, you know, this is kind of interesting. I, usually I have like, like some specifics here, but you're on the outside. I was anxious to do this because you've been a mental health professional educator and somebody on the outside of coaching, and you're, you're a thought leader. You've embraced this. You've supported this. You should watch this grow. And I'm really kind of interested in just what you've seen about ADHD coaching. So I guess to begin, where were you along the process where you actually first noticed ADHD coaching? And then just kind of just talk us about where it was then, how it's kind of gone now, and then we can also talk about the evolution of ADHD through that period of time. Yeah, no, it was an, I was glad you reached out for it because it, it's an interesting the evolution of a professional field. Um, and then just personally, you know, how, how it intersected with me. And it's like one of those situations, it's hard to go back and identify a specific point at which I was introduced to it. But our ADHD program at Penn started 20 years ago, uh, 1999. And so that was right in the wake of Driven to Distraction. And for my money, and I, I know there there is um, other forms of coaching, executive coaching that preexisted that provided a, a, a theoretical foundation. But really in terms of ADHD, I think it goes back to Hallowell and Rady at some point in the book saying what adults with ADHD is, need is someone akin to a coach in their day-to-day -day life to provide guidance for setting up systems, getting things done, whatever. And I think that metaphor, that analogy, people took that advice and started to – like I said, draw on the, the foundations of coaching. Uh, there's been some discussion of overlaps with cognitive behavioral therapy, my area of interest and expertise, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but really the first embodiment of it. So I, I think as I was for 
going back personally, 1999, the start of the Penn Adult ADHD program, ADHD was not on my radar screen as a career objective. Tony <laughs> Rostein, who's doing one of the keynotes at Chad, a very noted psychiatrist in Philadelphia, just approached me about starting a specialty program, and I was a maybe still a postdoctoral fellow at the Center for Cognitive Therapy, it seemed like some sort of behavioral treatment was necessary. So that's sort of the glorious start of it. Hey, something might work. Let's just figure out what it is. <laughs> so in, in doing that, I had to read up on ADHD, attended Barclay workshops, things like that. And I think just somewhere aligned, just trying to consume everything out there, started bumping up against this notion of ADHD coaching as sort of a distinct thing out there in terms of the non-medication side of things, like the subtitle, A Kindred Spirit, akin to the subtitle of the forthcoming book, How Do We Help Folks Turn Intentions Into Actions? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the first really embodiment of me getting familiarized with coaching came from contact with, and I think it was an uh, Attention Deficit Disorder Association small yep. regional conference outside of Philadelphia that David Gawork and I presented at separately. Yep. Um, and that was our introduction. And we had bumped into each other in other conferences and travels where we got to, ex uh, I think one in particular was invited lectures in Sweden over several days where we had a chance to hang out and just, he sort of was my guide into coaching and you know he heads up the ADD coach academy and I know there's other trainings very reputable and good uh, coach training facilities but he was my uh, tour guide and we just had many discussions about what coaching was what it wasn't how does it similar to and different from CBT so that was really my introduction into uh, that there was this field yeah. of coaching really trying starting to get a sense of what it was and and over those times, it's it's evolved as a distinct field. Yeah. So put you on a spot here a second is back in those days, there was a lot of, of coaches and stuff. We were talking to professional psychiatrists, psychologists, et cetera. But honestly, nobody gave us the time of day. Uh, you were one of the first to actually be curious about it. I'm kind of curious from you. What is it that intrigued you about it? Or were you just – just one of the few open-minded people out there that were looking like, hey, wait, there's something here. Just tell us about that a little bit. Well, if you know David work, he's not going to let you walk away without making sure he's <laughs> totally explained himself. Um, no, but, but what I go back to, even uh, Tony Rossane and I, why we've worked so well together, everything interests both of us, and we can't say no to work. So, mm -hmm. and you know what, people's, and, and I, I guess I am a friend of coaching, but I'll always say, you know what, it it's, it's been about the evidence. Is it helpful? What not? And I think one of the things coaching has done over the years is um, done some studies and, you know, it really um, earned its place. And it started off as because, you know, even CBT didn't start off as having an evidence base for adult ADHD. It drew on the evidence base for um, anxiety, depression, other things. And it was the next logical step. And it has been backed up. Um, but it was just sort of staying with it and following it, being up with the literature, um, discussions with David, getting exposed to other coaches. I had the good fortune of being invited to a the ACO conference a couple times, and it was just and, – and there's probably been other things um, that have sort of 
these meteors that have come on the scene and sort of burned out and mm-hmm. um, not had staying power. And and that's what science that's what science does yep. is you know what's going to stay and uh, what do people what what is found helpful and some yep. things come on and maybe it's not that the ideas weren't good but they were already covered by other things so I think but I think what interested me from those early discussions with Dave Gewerk and you and other people is the back and forth and the open discussions. Um, and Dave and I have done workshops on this where, because we're friends, we can push each other a little bit. What are the limits of CBT and what does ADHD coaching do well? What's the limits of coaching yep. and how can CBT come in and be helpful? How can they work together? Yep. Um, and you know, what are some of the, maybe not drawbacks isn't the right word, but the blind spots of yep. both fields that the other Absolutely. one can shed light on and hopefully learn yep. from while maintaining their distinctive benefits so I think it's been this, you know, I think to its credit, ADHD coaching has had staying power, but has also demonstrated the niche it fills. And I think you've probably seen this, maybe some of those early psychiatrists, and that's what scientific skepticism does. Hey, show me, uh, come back later. Uh-huh. Um, and I think ADHD coaching has done that. So maybe some of the same psychiatrists earlier on um, are now coming back around and seeing the benefits and hopefully even um, referring to adult Absolutely. ADHD coaching when, when indicated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I've seen it among on... my, my non-coaching peers. Um, some people that before would have been skeptical now, you know, just in the same sentence with many other things, will put coaching out there as um, a reasonable option. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to pick up on that. We need to go a commercial break real quick, everybody. Um, you got to go and check out uh, Dr. Ramsey's book. Go to uh, Amazon.com. It's Rethinking Adult ADHD, Helping Clients Turn uh, Intentions into Actions. Our secret word tonight is um, intervention. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. 
Are you always late? The TimeTimer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Dr. J. Russell Ramsey um, on the evolution of uh, the coaching um, paradigm as, as an intervention. Um, my understanding, as he alluded to earlier, is the first mention of ADHD coaching in print was in the book Driven to Distraction that was released in 1994. And it's funny, Dr. Ramsey, I, by accident in 2014, I was getting ready for ADHD Awareness Month, and Sarah Wright, who had chronicled the history of ADHD coaching, had mentioned it was printed, and I put the two together. It was the 20th anniversary. Called up Ned Hollowell and inter- actually interviewed it because he didn't even realize it was the 20th anniversary. That was the first place it was printed. And then, incidentally, I remember talking to Nancy Rainey, the ex-wife of John Rainey, who was a life coach back in the 90s, and uh, 94, 95 actually started to kind of move using the life coaching um, paradigm in the ADHD world kind of specifically, and then got together with Sue Sussman, and then there was a small right, crowd right. that kind of formed at some of the things, and then all of a sudden they were going to add a conferences, and they were kind of coming together, and we're like, yep, the pool, it's like there's many conferences that was kind of coming together, and I think you kind of stumbled into them, and I really like – you know, we, we kind of came along. You were a first op- adopter. I know I was at the ACO conference. Uh, that's Everybody, that's the uh, ADHD Coaches Organization conference, and he was a keynote speaker, and I remember I was moved. I thought you were, you were bright and you were embracing us. And it's been interesting because um, on the, in the early days, as you said, there was a lot of skepticism. I remember in 2011 I did my first interview with Dr. Russell Barkley on ADHD and emotions, and at the time – he wasn't going to say anything negative about coaching, but let me tell you, he wasn't promoting, and there was nothing flattering coming out of his mouth. And since that point in time, I get all kinds of emails of him referring stuff because of his comfort with that. And I think what I like about uh, you and what's really important is you embrace the paradigm, and you, you, you've done some research, and you've done some work with this, and you, you've been kind of you know, working with it, and you see it, the staying power. And you see it's got some limitations, but also it's got some, um, some muscle to it. And you've embraced it. And, again, you're working with the coaching industry for, you know, who should be on the treatment team at what point in time. And it sounds like, uh, you know, we're starting to figure this stuff out. Um, so as you've kind of gotten involved and in, in, in kind of moving forward, where, what do you think are some of the advantages of coaching on a treatment team that are kind of unique? Well, you know what? One of those I'll add in is specific to some CBT research, but you mentioned Sue Sussman, and I should – I'm glad you brought her up because she's – I haven't had – been in touch with her for a long time, but she's in the Philadelphia area, and she was another uh, local research, uh, Linda Anderson up in Bucks County. So there were some Philadelphia area folks who who also helped uh, school me. But one of the the ways that coaching can fit in – and it's a really novel use uh, that touches on a couple areas. But recently in some of the, the CBT studies, cognitive behavioral therapy studies for ADHD, sort of a collaboration. And we can argue about, you know, and I'll say it, I'm using air quotes right now, coaching, whether it would fit, whether an adult, uh, credentialed adult ADHD coach would agree that it's truly coaching. But for the time being, I think it's part of this evolution. Um 
So generally, be it an individual or group CBT approach. Uh, with adults, there's a program with college students where there will be uh, those group meetings doing the CBT protocol, but either between sessions, there's between session coaching contact to help facilitate follow through on what got touched on on the the larger weekly group meeting or with the the college student protocol, the the group meetings and having that sense of community and systematically presenting the uh, the coping skills for ADHD that we know work, but ADHD is a performance problem, not an information problem. It's the yep. actual doing. Um, there would be individualized coaching sessions in between. So I think that's – and you don't hear a lot of people because, you know, the titles of the studies will say CBT or a novel program for college students. You have to actually go in and read the methodology to say here's a collaboration that probably isn't being put out there enough that I think that that would be – a wonderful way and it just for as a psychologist and I say this with all respect it it sort of says we don't have to follow this traditional psychotherapy 50 minute psychotherapy hour once a week or however often we can augment it with this collaboration or you know there's nothing to say that the therapist couldn't do it like having check-ins and using technology yep. Um, so that's a nice collaboration. And jumping in there, I think it's one of the strong benefits, and I might even say I'm jealous of coaches about this. So being a psychologist, and I can only speak about a psychologist in Pennsylvania, um, I'm licensed to practice in the state of Pennsylvania. So technically, if somebody would want to have a phone session with me in New Jersey, I would be practicing – even if I call from Pennsylvania, I'm practicing in New Jersey without a license – I think one of the strengths of coaching is being able to be national, international, across state lines, country lines, and provide services where people don't have access to them and are have been early adopters of some of the technology, uh, texting, home visits. I know that's not a technology, but – and the um, video conferencing uh, capabilities – um, now, as a licensed, you know, psychologist, you know, I have HIPAA rules and things like that, and I certainly appreciate that adult ADHD coaches are professional, um, but it's and and take you know confidentiality confi confidentiality seriously. Um, but there there are some freedoms there that have allowed them to reach a lot more people, and I think that's also helped. One, in terms of access, because adult ADHD is yep. still a specialty that not everybody has, um, and reaching people who wouldn't be otherwise reached by those services that I can't reach within the confines of my profession. It, you know, it is, it is a unique in as much as it, 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 we, we can't – I mean, I coach people all over the world, um, mm -hmm. um, and, and through that technology and can, can reach people that you know, ordinarily couldn't kind of get those services, which is really kind of fun. Also, you know, one of the things that, that I, I'd like to th throw out there – and kind of get your response, you know, Dr. Ramsey, I do a lot of working with people they do where I'm coaching them, but they just kind of come in, they'll have general questions about medications and stuff. And through, through the benefits of interviewing like experts like you and others, you know, I've learned a lot about ADHD meds. I can't diagnose, I can't prescribe, but I do a lot of educating 
the right. people that I coach, number one is if you're going to start meds, expect to change them like a dozen times because it's about getting the right dose at the right time and the blah, 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 and I'm, right. I'm helping with this. We'll talk about rebound effect and we'll talk about side. So I do a lot of coaching with them or talking to them so that when they walk into the mental health professional, they, they can better articulate their experience to kind of get it right. So there's an educational piece that we get to do because we're easily accessible and not and, and many many times because of our accessibility, uh, less expensive so you don't have to travel and stuff like that. And the awareness side of what we're doing because we do so much of inter like working with educators and parents and, and, and the mental health community that we do a lot of educating them on how they all kind of put that stuff together. Which is one of the reasons why I think that we've had a little bit of staying power is people can read things from a book, but we kind of help them convert that stuff into practical language. What are your thoughts on that? Is that, am I, is it just me or do you see that as one of the, the values of the intervention, just the educational, the, the, the grassroots educational piece? I very much agree with it because psychoeducation, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is an intervention. Now, again, you're not going to just educate somebody. It's not just like standing up at, at the, the chalkboard or the, yep. you know, the, the, the digital blackboard these days. Um, <laughs> but it's really, it's really taking the broad education and personalizing it, not just, oh, 4.4% of U.S. adults likely have ADHD. It's really answering those questions. And you know, I, I think psychoeducation in any um, behavioral treatment is part of it. Helping understand what is ADHD because the A and the H are red herrings. Um, <laughs> well, Russ Barkley will say calling ADHD an attention deficit is like calling autism eye gaze disorder, or we've said it's like calling panic disorder, hyper hyperventilation disorder. It's an element of it, but it doesn't capture the essence of it. So I think yes, that and and I think that's where the accessibility. Uh, being able to come in and get that right away because, you know, being a psychologist or a licensed, uh, you know, mental health professional, very often the first step will be an initial interview where you can do some of that. But, you know, there's there's a phrase out there. Now, I'm sort of going at coaching, coming through a development in my field of clinical psychology. There's an mm -hmm. idea out there that people are looking for stealth psychology, they want the benefits of the science of psychology and the interventions without actually seeing a psychologist because there's whatever, a stigma, a difficulty of access. There are things about like insurance coverage and whatnot, and that's where the access, people are looking for it elsewhere. And believe me, I think some of this should be outsourced. Like are there ways that we can give web-based um, educational materials and to a personalized degree, I think uh, the the video technology, even within my state, hey, Pittsburgh's in the same state as Philadelphia, but it's like six hours away, so it's probably not feasible for a lot of people. And there are there are HIPAA compliant video technologies, but going back to, I think that is a bet uh, an important intervention of coaching. And a very big benefit because that helps demythologize ADHD, give some actionable steps, realistic expectations. Okay, if I have a medication consultation, here are questions I can ask. Here's what I can expect. And let me be patient and um, an active participant 
in the process. Absolutely. And you know what? You, you mentioned those are the, that's, and some of those are the flaws of medications. There's flaws in CBT. There's flaws in coaching. Um, you know, no, there's no one size fits all. So that's why one of the, the nice things about the larger adult ADHD community, and I've heard other colleagues say it, it's, it's a very collaborative community in general. People are very open to and curious and adopt that. Let's see if this works and we can have some healthy skepticism, yep. but also looking for, okay, here's why it might help. Here's what it has in common with other things. Um, and here's what might be distinct about it. Just yep. like I mentioned the early discussions I had with Dave Gorick, you, other people. Yep. I'm going to go to a break. Uh, and just a second before we do, you know, I, you did stumble on something that is, I think it's really important. I think it's like 85% of adults with ADHD are undiagnosed or it's a, it's a higher number if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what the exact, but it is like 80, 80, 90%, something like that. Right, Dr. Ramsey? I, you know what, I've heard, knowledge? um, you know, I've heard studies, you know, various studies uh, about that number. So, um, it, it, it sounds like it, it, it sounds like it's pretty large. Let's just say fair. Let's just say it's fair to say that there's a lot of people out there who could benefit from the help that the field could provide yep. that just may not realize, it, it, or or maybe it, it, it's um, undiagnosed because access or affordability or other access yep. issues. So, the, so kind of where I'm going with it is, is is that I've actually had some employers where I used to in the old days I used to sell group health insurance, um, and it was kind of funny because I dealt a lot with the HR people and stuff, and you know. We know economically that ADHD is costing almost $200 billion to the U.S. economy, and I know I've gone into some employers and say, you know, there's a, there's a cost to you, and most of it's a lost adult productivity. It's not in the kids. It's actually in the adults at work, and I've gone to them and said, you know, you've really had – you've been hamstrung to do anything about it because of HIPAA reasons. It's a diagnosable medical condition, and because of the stigma associated, it really makes it difficult for you to do some things, but yep. if you promote them. ADHD paradigm, number one, we market to the symptoms, not the diagnosis, number one. Number two, it's the coaching paradigm. And again, the, the stigma is not there. And we do it online, so there was anonymity with regard to right. that. And so I think that's I think that's aided itself in as much as people can have access. And you know, I have to tell you, Dr. Ramsey, it's been fun over the years because I've actually had other physicians, um, pharmacists, um, in particular, that I've listened to our show over the years that have reached out to me because they like our show in as much as they can go listen and get an education on their own if they're ignorant about something, which has always been amazed to me how many people in the field are uncomfortable diagnosing and treating ADHD. But there's that anonymity because of the technology, and we're able to reach some people at least to give them some education. So um, yeah, we do need to go to a break. Again, our secret word tonight is intervention. Um, everyone, Amazon.com, it is uh, – September 2019, you can go pre-order Dr. Ramsey's book at Amazon, Rethinking Adult ADHD, Helping Clients Turn Intentions into Actions. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips the ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's addca.com ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. 
Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ramsey. I'm so grateful he came on the show to give the time to talk about the evolution of ADHD coaching as an intervention. Um, We talked about his first exposure, his openness as a thought leader to embrace it. Uh, we've talked about some of the advantages, and at the, before the last break, we were actually talking about the, how coaching and the technology has gone out there. You know, Dr. Ramsey, another thing, I want to kind of start kind of folding in the bigger picture of ADHD coaching, because in a way, I really think that coaching has had a hand on bringing the community together. I know over the years, I have called the likes of you and other people, um, Dr. Rostain, uh, Dr. Hollowell, um, Dr. Barkley, and it was funny because in interviewing everybody, they got to know me a little bit. And I'll never forget David Work told me he was at an Apsard conference, and there was a, there was a poster-type thing. And uh, Dr. Thomas Brown walked up to him, and I think Dr. Rostein was there. And all of a sudden, Dave was sitting in there. It was like, you, Rostein, uh, Dr. Brown, I forget his name, is a psychiatrist in St. Louis. And there was another guy there, and all of a sudden, a conversation came out about Attention Talk Radio. And everybody looked at like, you know that guy? Well, that show, like, everybody was like, yeah. And my point really is, is that through that, through the technology and through the access, I know over the years I've actually had teachers call me up and ask me about psychologists. A psychologist asked me for, for where they go for information from psych, psychiatrists and neurologists. And it's funny because all that stuff has happened. And that being said, it was oh god, it was May, April or May in. Um, just outside of D.C., at, near, in Vienna, the ADHD Coaches Conference is there, and we brought together Chad leadership and Ada leadership, and we got into a room, and the uh, International Conference on ADHD was born. Like We brought it all together in what used to be three conferences, and now is a mega conference to kind of work together. Right, and so I right. think that, that, that we've helped be a glue to pull that stuff together to get people talking, but at the same time, what I think is here is that we, we've helped facilitate that, but I think there's more conversations that are going on, and I think that the coaching community. I know you talk on all the telesummits and webinars that are, you know, these virtual stuff that are kind of going around. It's the same experts that are kind of coming through, and it's kind of pointing to the kind of thought leaders. And I really feel like that collaborations come together because the ADHD community, from what I've observed in the last two years, has really come a long way. To the point in time where I start to think in five, six, seven years, the stigma's not going to go in because we're mainstreaming that. Now, that's just my thoughts, but can you speak to maybe our role in helping to come together? But the bigger picture of how this ADD is starting to come together, it's starting to make some sense, and we're starting to get much better at helping those in need. Yeah, and and I'll just point out, having heard the ad, um, Edge Foundation also played a role because I think um, – uh, the Edge Foundation using Jody Sleeper triplets uh, coaching yep. approach in that study was like the first randomized control design. So that's probably what drew a lot in there. 
No, you know what? And and this is a hypothesis, and I'd like to get your feedback because with um, ADHD coaching, as I mentioned, in in my view, building on some of the executive coaching, the life coaching that was out there, and there's there's a business element to it. So I think, and and this would be a hypothesis to be tested, that ADHD coaching might draw more from people with that sort of temperament. Um, Because I've always joked around, I'm not really that good at self-promotion. It really makes me uncomfortable. Um, But I I think that might be some of that synergy that you're seeing about um, it being sort of a a draw for some of the disparate disparate but um, overlapping fields that maybe that's been one of the development with having some more uh, coaches get on professional advisory boards of different organizations. Again, I could be wrong, but that's just an observation. (laughs) And I think with that, um, but in general, both that, but also the, the science, it's sort of always been out there, but that seeing ADHD more as Falling along a continuum, or if you want, if yep. if you want me to earn my money here, um, it's a a a quantitative difference, not a qualitative difference. Meaning, and this feeds the myth of ADHD. Well, doesn't everybody have it? Because the the difficulties encountered by folks with ADHD are going to be familiar to most people to some degree. The difference being it rep- ADHD represents a, a chronic developmental delay. So the things may look, oh, I, I face that sometimes, but usually not to the degree or the magnitude of effect in day-to-day life. So I think that sort of refashioning, not refashioning of ADHD, or, but recognition that it's this developmental syndrome, that it falls along a continuum, and with that continuum – it's not all or nothing. It'll come up. It's very context-dependent. And within that, let's put it this way. Um, my field, and I would say most of the, the medical field, if you will, if you'll bundle it in, we yep. look first for the cracks in the wall. And yep. how do we mend the cracks? Um, now, if I listen to this whenever it airs, I might cringe with what I'm saying. But I, but I think that's <laughs> fair to say. I will say with clinical psychology – Clinical psychology, the first use use of the term, and I'll brag a little bit, came at the University of Pennsylvania. Leitner-Whitmer had the first clinical psychology clinic, and pretty much the first patient was likely a young boy with dyslexia. So it was meant to Uh look for the pain points and address those, which I I think is crucially important. Um, And I think maybe with positive psychology, which was an outgrowth of CBT and also um, embraced very much so by coaching, it's starting to look at, all right, what what are the foundations of the wall that were really strong that we can rely on and go back to? And like most things, I think it's a Goldilocks solution of one is too much, the other is too little, the middle is just right. And yep. this is, I think, part of this ongoing dialogue that we're trying to find the both-and solutions. If we just look at the positives, we're going to miss some of the important cracks. If we just look at the cracks, we're going to miss some of the important positives. It can be a both-and. Let's look at the areas yep. of difficulty and help there. But also, what, there's nothing um, There's nothing wrong that can't be uh, helped by what, what is right. And nurture both um, towards uh, overall improvement. And I think that's where all these different fields work together. 
And, you know, it is. It is, and you said something that I, I didn't really think about before about the 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 coaching side because it is interesting to me because we got in as coaches and a lot like you take a look at uh, Rick Green at Toby AD. He's not a coach, but he got into from outside. He wasn't in the mental health field. He got kind of involved with this. They got really involved and they started uh, translating the research. Jessica McCabe, who has How to ADD, the YouTube channel. Um, yeah. First, it's kind of funny. That's a funny story. Tension Talk Radio was born because I can't write and I needed something on social media. Um, How to ADD actually was born because Jessica couldn't centralize all of her strategies and stuff like that. So it started and became this other thing. But as it became more popular, she's actually gone to the research side and been very, very buttoned down. And, you know, I'm kind of proud. Attention Talk Video is the third largest YouTube channel, most popular in the world on ADHD. And it's, it's, it's fun for me because the people, when we're celebrating, they're all like, these three channels are all kind of working together. But they are outside of the mental health uh, uh, crowd. But, but you take a look at what uh, Rick Green has done. You take a look at what Jessica's done. They're, they're bringing the information in fun, pity, kind of fun-type ways. Then you take a look at like uh, Alan Brown, A.B. Crusher, Impact, ABD. I mean, yep. the list starts kind of going on on the marketing side. And I remember I was so honored in 2012 just because I had called like the likes of you and Access. I was brought on to Attention Magazine's editorial board as the first coach. And it's still on today, bird dogging content. And it's weird. I remember we had the first coach article by a coach. It was like, it was like wow, this is a big deal. We had cracked that code. Now there's five or six articles. And then you kind of fast forward, even now I'm kind of on the marketing side of the, of, the, of the Chad side, talking to them about what the coaches are doing because the database lists are better, bigger on their side to kind of help get that information together. But at the same time, the point I think really is, is there's become this symbiotic relationship because we're all working together. Maybe the coaches are really good at getting the word out and, and, and making it easy to consume this stuff, but the good ones are all, you know, reading the likes of you and following some of that stuff to bring the balance. And I know David talks about the research and he's a big advocate of it. Uh, Jody sleeper trip and the edge foundations have been that stuff. So it's really been kind of coming together. And I'll put out there also, I don't want to forget her Joyce cubic too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So at the end of the day, it's been kind of exciting how it's coming together. And the, the, what kind of promoted this originally was uh, uh, Dr. Barkley's actually, I think he, he slipped one time. He says, yeah, ADHD coaching is actually now a promising intervention. It's looking up and it's looking bright, which is why the title of the show is a promising intervention because I think we're here to stay at this point in time and yeah, only yeah. to grow. And I think the collaboration is really kind of coming together. That's really a rising tide that uh, lifts all boats. Um, yep, yep. And, you know, going back to, like, and, and I hope this isn't offensive to anybody with a visual disability, but I, I, you know, my career, I say it's encapsulated by the quote, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And it's sort of like nobody else wants to do it, or just like that entrepreneurship within coaches and Jessica McCabe, who I've not yet had the good fortune to meet and I hope to. Um, and I'm sure we would get along because, like we're saying about this openness within the field, um, I think that was something that you know coaches went out there and said, you know what, there's another way to present these findings, be it through video or to frame it, or Rick Green with his using yep. his strength, or I'll. I'll Yep. I'll channel my inner David Gorwick with his character strength of humor. I'm not sure if that falls within the character strength <laughs> scale, but um, no, no. But it, but it's just different ways. And again, like you said, synergistically, it 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 works together. Yep, absolutely. And perfect with the um, the Chad conference theme of better together. That's right, which is around the corner. And again, that's the one thing. That's the one thing that I will tell you that that 
I think it's been, you know, there's always a downside to stuff, and I'll take credit for this. You know, we started doing this a long time ago, and people started being able to access great content like you um, by, in the privacy of their home while they're driving to work. And one of the things that I regrettably um, uh, support group attendance is down because people can get this on the Internet. And the thing that really just eats at me a little bit is there's so much learning and growth in a support group, not by the, the, the speaker or whatever, but mingling with your tribe, which is why this conference I think is really, really so important. And I've been, I mean, I preach it on every show that you got to go to hang out with the tribe because it's, it's so much more robust, not just learning, but actually being among the people and hearing some of that stuff. And that's why this conference that's coming up is such a big deal. And we encourage everybody. And I know you've been a big supporter over, over it, over the years and all the conferences for that matter. Uh, not just the education, but actually getting in there and, and learning just ad hoc with people as they're walking around the halls. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great conference. It, it's, it's, it's a big deal. So um need to pull this to a close. Anna, any final thoughts or anything uh, so we don't leave any important concepts or, or insights on the table before we shut this down? You know what? It, 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 the, the story's still ongoing. I mean, coaching, um, last I checked, I'm not sure if this has been finalized. Maybe you can add in. I know they were working on coming up with ethical standards and there's, uh, you know, credentialing already. There's the further, you know, and I think if I understand correctly, there's even starting to be initial in, uh, insurance reimbursement for some forms of coaching. So I mm -hmm. think the field is, you know what, it's, it's sort of, defined but still defining itself and you know cbt is going through the same thing it's quote unquote established but we're not done by any stretch of the imagination and i think this is one place that we all meet at because there's good books out there good treatment approaches but you'll always get that person to say this looks good but it doesn't work for me and those are the people i think we're all trying to still yep. go all right what else do we need to do to make it work yep. for this person and and reach them so there's more work to be done yeah i do i do want to highlight that because there, there is the the professional association of adhd coaches or pac uh, is a is an organization that's walking in and has defined comp, core competencies that coaches need to be able to demonstrate so you get a life coaching basis and then you go and you learn the add side in order to get their credential or certification you actually have to sit for uh, oral exams and stuff like that, and a lot of yeah. ethics. So we're bringing some professionalism to the industry, and I'm glad you brought that up to the end because it's not. A, there's a lot of people who just think they're ADHD coaches, and if you're not educated, in my opinion, you can do more damage than good. But this is actually, I mean, this is legitimate. We we're just not winging it. We've actually defined what it is. Um, you can't get. You have to go through school to get this, and I mean, it's it's difficult. So uh, with right. that being said. Um, it is a promising intervention. I know that I've been ecstatic with uh, where I came in, and I'm particularly ecstatic that you gave us your time, as you always do, just to help give us the education and uh, share your thoughts. So thank you so much, Dr. Ramsey. It was great. Great being here. Thanks, Jeff. Everybody, the secret word tonight is intervention. Again, intervention. Go purchase Dr. Ramsey's book, Rethinking Adult ADHD, Helping Clients Turn Intentions into Actions. Uh, you can go pre-order it on Amazon.com. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.